Good morning, everybody. <laughs> I heard you, Taka. Cool. Well, firstly, I want to say a very happy Father's Day to all the fathers in this house. And thank you for taking your roles as fathers seriously. It means a lot to God. And also, you know, I want to wish God a happy Father's Day. <laughs> He's the ultimate father, isn't he? You know, the Bible says in him, in God, we lived and moved and had our being. You know, our little spirits, our spirit was living inside God before we ever came to this earth. We didn't just suddenly appear the day we were born. We, we were eternal. We lived inside God. We, the Bible talks about in him we lived, we moved, we had our being. And we are eternal. We are eternal beings. And God is eternity. And in him are the stones of fire. You know how it talks about that in the Bible there. Are the stones of fire and the river of life flows from him. And at the point of conception... God sent our little spirit from him, which was inside him. We lived in him, and in him is eternity, as I say, and there's, you know, the river of life flows from him. And he, at that moment of conception, the Holy Spirit took our little spirit and uh, knitted it to that bit of flesh within our mother's womb. So God is the ultimate father. He's not just a God of love, he is love. He's not the one who kills, steals or, steals or destroys. Satan is that one. God doesn't destroy. God is the one who loved the world so much that he was willing to give up his only son, Jesus Christ, to be the sacrifice for sin. So that this whole world would come back into relationship with him. In 2 Corinthians 6.18 it says, I shall be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So when we were born, we were alive to God. Our little spirits were alive to God. And that is why all babies and children, if any baby or a child dies, they go straight to heaven. But there does come an age. They call it the age of accountability. And Paul talked about that, whereby we become aware of sin. It's like sin awoke. And uh, he said, you know, sin awoke and I died. Like spiritually, it's like uh, the life left, God's life left, and, the, and darkness entered his spirit. And that's why we need Christ in our hearts, because sin enters and our spirits die spiritually, if you like, but not physically. We're not physically dying. So the light of God, it's like it goes from our spirits. So God wants everyone to know him as his loving heavenly father. He is our loving heavenly father. He's not the judge. We can either meet God as father one day or we could meet him as the judge at the great white throne of judgment at the end of time. And the way to the Father is through his Son, Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. He's the only way we can come to the Father. And when we receive him, when we receive Jesus Christ, something tangible happened on the inside. Our spirit was made alive to God, and we were filled with the life and the light of Almighty God, and that is called eternal life. 
So we literally are sons and daughters of God. We're heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And God loves families. He's all about families. It says in Ephesians chapter 3, 14 and verse 15, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. We're called the children of God, the sons of God and the daughters of God. We are God's family. And the family unit is one of the dearest things on earth to God's heart. And families have always been a part of his plan, always. It's a place, this is what it should be, a place of refuge, of security, of love and of fun. And families are supposed to be a reflection of heaven because God himself is a perfect, loving, heavenly father. And it's for this reason that satanic forces are out to destroy the family unit totally. He's out there to, dis- to tear families apart, to bring hate between husband and wife, uh, hate between parents and children. And homes are hurting. So many homes are hurting. And many, many times people, they don't understand why. They don't understand that there is an enemy out there who wants to kill, steal and destroy. And Jesus said in John 10, 10, he says, the thief doesn't come but except to kill, steal and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have life in abundance. So God's wonderful plan of salvation, his plan which offers hope, life, freedom, love, joy, peace, all these wonderful things, it's not just for individuals, but it's for families because your whole family matters to God. God's plan is a family plan. And in the Old Testament, when God gave instruction to Moses to build the tabernacle of God, he wanted the name of every head of every household and the family to be included at the gate of the tabernacle. So that was how important a family was. It wasn't just the head of the family, it was the whole family's names had to be written there. And when God was going to destroy the city of, of Jericho, the, you know, the walls were going to come down, it was a very evil and corrupt city. And he told Joshua to send spies into Jericho to spy out the city. Now, you know about Rahab, she, Rahab, she was a prostitute. She lived in the city, and when she heard that, that the Israelite spies had been seen, she called them into her place and hid them, took them upstairs, and she saved them. She put, remember, the cord down the side of the, the thing and, well, so they could escape through her window. Anyway... The spies instructed her that the Israelite army was going to come and destroy this, the city. And he said, what I want you to do is to hang out a, a red thread, scarlet cord, out of the window. That's a symbol of the redemptive blood of Jesus Christ, yet to be shed at that time. So that Rahab and her whole family, he said, bring in the, all the family, bring the whole family in, they would be saved and unharmed. And through the act of one person... Rahab, they were all saved because God cared for the entire extended family. So all the wonderful ties of home and family are eternal. Every person is responsible for their own salvation. But God's plan is for the whole family, whole families to be saved. That's his desire. 
And we have this battle going on in families today where husband, husbands and wives lose feelings for each other. Things are falling apart. Bitterness comes in. Uh, maybe there's violence in the home, unfaithfulness. Children are going off the rails because Satan is out to spoil God's plans and to destroy families. But there is good news. The good news is God's plan of redemption is for you and your whole family. And I don't mind, you know, if one of your children are just sort of way out in the world, don't worry about it, don't be fearful. Put God to, remind God of his word. Father, your word is for the whole family to be saved. The whole family, both you and your family, shall be saved. You know, that's so important. Never give up. Never give up on family that have seemed to be so deep in darkness. Or just hold them before God. Say, Lord, I claim their salvation. I claim their deliverance. So God, his love can heal families, heal relationships between husbands and wives, children and parents. And God has a huge heart of love for you and your family. It says in Acts 16 verse 31, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, both you and your household. Isn't that interesting? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, both you and your household. There's a promise you can stand on. Never give up praying for your family. Stand on that promise. God wants to restore homes into the kind of home that would please him and that he can bless. He wants to see barriers of strife and bitterness broken down and destroyed so that you can have a wonderful family relationship. And sometimes things happen through no fault of your own, breakdown of marriages and relationships. And God has an amazing ability to bring healing and restoration to broken hearts. God is always looking to bring justice into our lives. And God showed his love for families by forming the family first, even before his church. He wants us to experience the same love, the unity and sense of his presence we enjoy in church and our home as well. God wants fathers to feel the hurts of their family so that they can be a strong arm for, for them to lean on. God wants fathers to forgive the same way that he forgives. There's a true statement. Whoever captures the minds of the children captures the future. And this is why God takes it very seriously how fathers and mothers raise their children. Whoever's going to capture the minds of your children will capture the future. So firstly, we have to remember, every baby born in this world, their little spirits came from God. Remember, in him, in Acts 17, 28, in him we lived and moved and had our being. He has entrusted his children into the hands of the mothers and fathers to nurture them, to correct them, to love them, to raise them up in the way that they should go. God never makes a mistake. No one is a mistake. And sadly, there is so much deliberate confusion in the world. The Holy Spirit... You know, the Holy Spirit, when at conception, the Holy Spirit will take a little, the little spirit, the being in God, knits it to that little flesh in the same way that Jesus was knitted to the, that little bit of flesh in Mary uh, in her womb, was knitted to her womb by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit never takes a little girl's spirit from the Holy 
from Heavenly Father and knits it to a little baby boy spirit, that body. That never happens. You know, there's so much confusion in the world about gender. God's not confused about it at all. He knows that little spirit, little male spirit, is going to be put into a, knitted to the little male, the egg in the womb. He doesn't get confused. And let me say this, we were never a fetus. Do you know what a defini definition of fetus is? It's the unborn offspring of an animal embryo. You know, they try and undermine the value of little babies in the womb. Oh, just get rid of them, you don't need them. Destroy them. We're not a fetus. We're not an animal embryo. We are mankind. We are man. God created mankind. Male and female created he them. He told Adam and Eve to go procreate and only a male and female can procreate. Is that true? Yeah. Just hitting a few things here. Okay, so fatherhood is an honour and it's a responsibility. Absolutely. It's an honour and it's a responsibility. And Satan has tried to pervert and undermine manhood because he hates everything that God has created and everything that God loves. Satan hates babies, he hates children because they're alive to God. That is why he tries to kill them in the womb. They are a threat to him and to his evil kingdom. Satan has tried to rip manhood from men, to undermine their value, and to cause many to abdicate their roles as fathers. We have a whole generation of children who have grown up fatherless. Even when the father is in the home, some spend little quality time with their children. If children don't have a good experience of a loving father, a father who's there for them, a father who blesses them, a father who loves them enough to discipline fairly, not brutally, when they do wrong, it could affect them for life. If a father isn't there for his children as they grow up, it will be very hard to believe God is a loving heavenly father. But let me say this, God is a father that some of you may never have had. He is kind, God is kind, he's generous, he's gentle, he listens to us when we talk to him. His ears are always open to our prayers, always. He even listens to the cry of the unrighteous when they call out to him for help. God has plans for all of us, each and every one, so we can have a fulfilled life. He's placed amazing gifts in every child born in this world. Creative gifts, compassionate gifts, artistic gifts, musical gifts, inventive gifts, gifts of leadership, entrepreneurial gifts, building gifts, scientific gifts, teaching gifts, engineering gifts, and so on and on it goes. It's limitless. So God in this hour is calling all men to rise up and be all God has called you to be. It says in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13, Keep alert, be firm in your faith, stay brave and strong. Literally that means act as men. Show love in everything you do. That's a CEV version. So there has been a spiritual war going on for decades to undermine men. There has been a lack of good role, male role models. Boys growing up without a good Male role model. 
daughters growing up without knowing how a man should treat her or how to, how to watch or to watch how he treats their mother, hopefully with respect and love. And Jesus is such a wonderful example of what it is to be a man of God as he revealed the goodness of God. Jesus was strong. He was bold. He was creative. He was a successful businessman. He was a well-known skilled carpenter before he went into the ministry. He was devoted. He was fearless. He was an upholder of the truth and justice. He cared for his mother. He was gentle yet strong, forgiving, godly, willing to confront when necessary. A man of faith, a man of love, and always about his heavenly father's business. Sounds pretty amazing, doesn't it? <laughs> he treated women always with respect and love. Even when they were sinners, he especially loved children. They followed him, and I can imagine the little children, you know, remember they, they were getting all over and the disciples would get annoyed and telling them, send the children away. No way was Jesus going to do that. He loved the children. You know, I could see children hanging on his neck, you know, jumping on his knee. You know, he just loved them. Jesus was afraid of nothing and no one. He knew who he was. He was strong and courageous. He was passionate about the house of God. So much so that when he came into the temple, saw the money changers selling defective animals for the people to sacrifice as a covering for their sin at exorbitant prices, he was angry, he was filled with righteous indignation. And that's all right to be like that. He came to that temple and overturned the huge tables, sent the money flying, and he said, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, and you have made it a den of thieves. Well, that doesn't sound like gentle Jesus, meek and mild. You know, have we taught his children, gentle Jesus, meek and mild. He, he was, he was uh, very humble, but he was not meek and mild in that regard when it came to people mistreating others. He was, had no time for religious people who showed no mercy. So he was a wonderful example of true manhood. So men, know who God has created you to be. You are called to be mighty men of valour, courageous, strong, faith-filled. You are God's champions. Don't be afraid to be strong. Don't be afraid of, afraid of being masculine. Nothing wrong with that. Don't be afraid to be gentle, affectionate and kind either. Jesus was all of these. And so I would like to congratulate this morning you fathers who love your wives as Christ loves the church. I congratulate you fathers who do your best to model what it is to be a godly father, loving your wife, loving your children, spending time with them, training them in the way they should go, bringing correction where correction is needed, not harshly but showing them what it is to be a godly man a man who loves God, loves his wife, loves his family, and loves his country. <laughs> Amen. So there we are, guys. There's a message for you this morning. God loves you all. He really does. And he'll, he'll honour you. He will honour you. So honour him, and God will always honour each and every one of you. 
So, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for the, every man, every father in this house, Father, all of them. Some of you may not have your own children, but yet you can be your father to others. You may be an uncle, you, you know, you may be, have friends and you, you help with the children, whatever. But God just wants to bless each and every one of you. That the goodness, I just pray, Father, that the goodness of God, the life of God, the favour of God, and the blessing of God rest upon all the fathers and all the men in this house, Father God. Give them boldness, give them strength, give them understanding and all that you expect of them, Father. And we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.